You're listening to the ACE Love Warrior Podcast. ACE stands for Adverse Childhood Experiences. I'm your host, Lena, and fellow ACE survivor. We are the ACE Love Warriors of our own being. Love has given us the strength to survive and now strive for a better life for our inner child within us all. Join me on this journey of self-love, healing, and reacquaintance with the purest form of ourselves we were born to be. What are energy vampires, you might ask? Or you probably already know, most of us would. Just by the title, probably gives it away. (laughs) Nonetheless, what I consider an energy vampire to be is someone who is energetically and emotionally draining whenever you're in contact with them. By the time you're done being in contact with them, you feel exhausted mentally especially. These are people that need a lot of attention. They always have some type of crisis or major life event going on. And most of the time, as they're sharing all of their life details and wanting your empathy and your compassion and your kindness and your attention and time, it's not very often that you hear these people offering the follow-up piece to their life, which would be the healthy thing, what they're trying to do to help themselves, what efforts they're putting forth, etc. It's mainly just to complain, to gossip about other people, to bring in drama, and just a just a general sense of negative crappy crap, right? And I know, in addition to people I know in my life that have been this way with me, that I've also been this person in the past. So I will speak to that. I will say that I am speaking on this topic from personal knowledge of my own mistakes I've made in the past and that we're all human and we all do make mistakes and we find ourselves kind of lost or emotionally unstable throughout different difficult times in our life. So if you think you've been an energy vampire or currently are one, just give yourself some love and know it's okay and that you can change. And that's really what matters here. So you can change, you can make a difference for yourself and make everything a little bit more easy to handle in your world. So how do we, how do we handle energy vampires and what do energy vampires look like in terms of are they your friends? Are they your family? Are they your co-workers? Well, most of us have energy vampires that run the gamut of family and friends is kind of the main two that I've always seen. Surely I've had bosses that are horrific with this as well, but a little bit harder to deal with because they're paying you to be there. So I went down just kind of a top 10 list of how to protect your personal energy and vibe of yourself. So the first one is we can, we can just be accountable for ourselves. We can't make other people change. So if you have an energy vampire in your life, one of the things you can do is create some healthy boundaries. You don't have to pick up the phone. You don't have to respond to text. And you definitely don't need to feel guilty. You can give the person feedback. And if you see that they're just really not willing to hear your feedback or hear your advice... That's definitely a person that doesn't want to move out of their comfort zone of being 
the victim, the martyr, the poor pitiful pearl, as I call it, and do anything about their own lives for themselves. And again, we can't change other people. So what can we do to help ourselves? One of the things we can do is be accountable for our own things. And that's not gossiping about other people and not bringing in any unnecessary drama. You know, stick to the facts, but really focus more on the now. What's going on right now? What do you have control over and what do you not? And that's huge. I'm learning this right now, everybody. I'm not saying I'm some highfalutin know-it-all over here. Trust me. I am a very beginning learner in this life stage. So I'm learning letting go of the things you cannot control and really focusing on your inner self, every bit of what you can do to change things for yourself, try new things, help yourself. Um, And then don't compare yourself to other people. That's where we can really get stuck in a rut to where People tend to want to compare themselves to others and think that they're not doing good enough and that they're not good enough. And every one of us is in a different journey and a different time and place in our spiritual journey in this, in this world. So it's just not fair to ourselves or others. So even if you have an energy vampire in your life and you can see that they're really struggling, have compassion for them. You may not have to tolerate it. You don't have to have them coming into your lane, as I call it all the time, you can control your boundaries. But just know that, you know, be kind, be kind. And then also keep your faith larger than your fears. And this is one I I really liked in this list I found is really having faith, having faith that things will get better. And in the midst of total absolute chaos in life, I can personally say there's many times that I lose sight of that and I just have to keep coming back to center because my fears do get me, my worries do get me, my anxiety takes over my mind. And one of the things I've been trying to do lately is um, mindful meditation. I found an app called Insight Timer and it's got all sorts of really amazing meditation there. As well as I've started a local meetup group I found on the meetup app. And it's also a website, meetup.com. And it's just a free meditation group I go to a couple days a week if I can make it. And it's really been helping me just to remind me that, wow, okay, my mind has a lot going on in here. Not everybody's going to want to take this on. And even I shouldn't have to take it on. I can only do what I can do right here and now. And that's try and find inner peace And then unravel all of this one step at a time or it becomes way too overwhelming. So just be easy on yourself for that. Don't do anything that doesn't feel right. Energy vampires have a way of just kind of integrating themselves into your life. And they just want to take, 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 take. And a lot of us are really nice and we want to be pleasant. and We don't want to hurt people's feelings. And there is a way to say things without hurting someone's feelings. But at the same time, if it just doesn't feel right that every time you're around this person, all you're getting is constant complaints and woe is me and you just don't see them doing anything to make improvements or change their positivity in some way, then trust that gut feeling. Exit stage left and let them know in some way, whatever way you want to word it or don't word it. You don't have to say anything. It becomes really obvious when... Somebody's just constantly negative and you may even 
be trying to offer them advice and the minute you offer them advice they have some excuse for why that won't work and da 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 you know what okay sounds like you got your life under control I'll just be over here to the left to the left So what do you do with that open slot of time when you've decided to weed out some of these energy vampires? My suggestion is to spend more time alone with yourself because one of the things I've noticed about myself is that when I let people like this into my life, it's also because I'm trying to fill a void. And what might that void be? Is it that I want to help others? I miss being in that role in my job? Uh, is it that I want others to hear me? If I'm listening to them, would you please hear me and validate me? What is the ultimate role that you were looking at in this relationship where you allowed the energy vampires to come in and take up that space? So always taking a look at ourselves and why we make the decisions that we make is always really important. I also find that a lot of times I keep myself busy with stuff external to myself when I'm having a really hard time facing my own demons inside. So that's mine to take on. And I know that that's something I do. I do a lot of busy work. I try and keep busy with, you know, whether it's talking to people, whether it's watching a TV series, whether it's listening to audiobooks when really I just need to be going into self, taking some meditation time, some self-care time to really evaluate where I'm at, talk in therapy, different things. What am I trying to fulfill or what void am I trying to fill? It's always good to take a look at that. So don't be afraid to spend time alone. And for a lot of us, especially abuse survivors, it's really scary spending time alone. Because alone time with ourselves means that we have to check back into a body that we oftentimes emotionally or mentally checked out of years ago because there was too much physical or emotional trauma going on, that that was our way of surviving. So now we have to give ourselves permission as adults to go ahead and check back in to our person and make us the priority. Be your own energy vampire in positive way, right? Like get in here and talk to this person. Say what's going on. Where have you been? What's this soul and life and body been through? Have a chat and talk about your future plans and where you're at today and what, what do you want to be for you? And speak kindly to yourself. And this is the key I'm finding is that learning how to be kind and loving and generous and genuine and a good listener to ourselves instead of giving it out to everybody else is so, so healthy. And I know for many, many people, it seems really awkward and unfamiliar and selfish to be this way, but it really, truly is not. It's exactly where we all should resonate is comfort zones within our own person first and knowing how to treat ourselves so that we're a whole loving, connected human being. So when we do open ourselves up to people, we're just as kind and loving and compassionate, right? It makes sense. And there I go talking again about putting the oxygen mask on ourselves first. Then we can run out and be what we want to be in the world to anybody else that comes in contact with us. So it's a win-win. That being said, also 
don't try to please everybody else, especially the energy vampire. They're going to continue to want your attention. And let me tell you, when you cut off the attention that they've been sucking you dry of day after day in your life, they're going to have a little bit of like a weaning off emotional tantrum of sorts when you're not just readily available whenever they want. And I have that a lot in my family. My family just wants to take, 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 come into my lane with negativity and just think I want to listen to it and take it all in and be in the middle of it. Nope, I don't. So you can make boundaries there where we do not have to be people pleasers anymore. The only person you need to worry about pleasing is you, period. And do not feel guilty for this. You don't have to have guilt for taking care of your person. So much of society and the way that we were all raised has taught us otherwise, and it's all horse shit. Be real, be real to yourself, period. So, and then, you know, just avoiding, completely avoiding energy vampires that just aren't getting it. You can have a conversation with some people and maybe even say, hey, I, I just need to keep the topic a little lighter. I'm going through stuff myself right now and I just want to be positive, da da da. And give the person an opportunity to change and see how they do. And if they just aren't getting it, then it's okay to step away. And one thing I've noticed is that I even had the tendency when I would let energy vampires in and listening to their complaints, instead of having to debate with the person, I found myself becoming complacent, complacent and just going along with it and listening and maybe even starting to adopt some of their their ways of thinking. We don't want to let bad energy in that's going to muddy up the waters of what we're trying to do with our own personal healing. So just think of it that way. We as human beings, and this is an actual psychological, physiological fact I've been reading up on, we mirror each other. So anybody that you hang out with, you listen to, make sure those are good people. I want to be looking at the people I'm talking to, giving my time to and spending time with. Those people should have really great values, really great energy, just positivity. Not that they can't have problems or whatever, but how do they look at those problems? How do they handle them? That's the key here. So really raising your bar of who you want in your life and what kind of energy you want in your life because you want to be mirroring each other. Not only you want to, it just naturally happens. So beware if you're around somebody who's negative, it will rub off on you, period. I've seen it time and time again. Don't take on other people's opinions that don't enhance your life. These opinions should be of high regard. They should be ethical. They should be of good moral value. Just good. You want to have good and gracious and thankful and grateful people in your life. Because, right, that's what we want to be, right? In order for us to heal properly, we've got to fully acknowledge our inner child, right, in, in us all. So you hear, you hear me reference that a lot, our inner child, and you'll continue to hear me reference that because that is of the core of what all of us are, period. And that's a good thing because we need to acknowledge this sweet, innocent, loving little child in our heart and souls right when we all need it most, which is right now. Every one of us needs to capture 
the love for ourselves in this way. So let's segue into that self-love idea. And why don't we start by looking at ourselves through the eyes of a loving parent. Be that best mother or father to your own self as you wished you would have had growing up. Let's treat your inner child with the most love and kindness and respect and gentleness that we can possibly do. Sound good? Just going to give you some ideas on things you can do. And these are inexpensive, if not free, most of the time and are just mainly things that you can do for yourself to just start focusing on caring about yourself and giving yourself those nurturing moments you really, really need. And you can literally start by giving yourself a hug. And I have been shown how to do this by my therapist where you just cross your arms and you stroke left and right of the outside of your upper arms and just give yourself kind of a little hug. And you can watch a funny movie. You can even watch an emotional movie. You know, let out tears or let out laughter is always good. I also have started a journal. I try to journal daily, but I'm not perfect on what are three things I'm grateful for. Gratitude. And you don't even have to journal them. You could just wake up or in the day when you feel a lull and you're thinking, "Ah, what is my purpose here? Look at even the tiniest things. Did you get a good parking spot today somewhere? Did somebody pick up something you dropped out of your wallet while you were walking? Did you wake up today? Are you alive? Like, what are the things you're grateful for? Um, Have yourself a nice cup of tea. If you have the time, which not all of us do, but if you do, take a nap if you need to. Give yourself a nice soothing bath. And one of my favorite things is just sitting outside in nature, even on your backyard, even if you live in an urban you know, city. There's always birds around. There's always things to listen to and just take in the wind and the nature sounds or go out and walk in nature is really lovely. So there's just things that we can do to start taking care of ourselves a little bit more. And also, there's a really cool website that I found. uh, It's called the Greater Good in Action website. And the address is ggia.berkley.edu. It's put on by Berkeley. And it's basically science-based practices for a meaningful life and you can sign up for free and they give you all sorts of practices that you can do for yourself featured practices on compassion connection empathy forgiveness gratitude happiness kindness mindfulness resilience to stress self-compassion that's what I like to do and all of these are just free and easy little exercises. They, it's cool. The exercises will actually tell you how much time it takes and a little description of what they are. You can save them. You can rate the exercises. For example, I'll click on how would you treat a friend under self-compassion? And it's a 15 minute exercise. And it says, While it may be hard to find to do this practice every time you are struggling with a difficult situation, an initial goal could be to try it once a week or once a month. So you take out a sheet of paper and there's five steps to this practice. First, think about times when a close friend feels really bad about him or herself and isn't struggling. 
And how do you respond to your friend in these situations? If you're at your best, question mark, please write down what you typically do and say and note the tone in which you talk to your friend. Number two, now think about times when you feel bad about yourself or are struggling. How do you typically respond to yourself in these situations? Please write down what you typically do and say and note the tone in which you talk to yourself. Step three is, did you notice a difference? If so, ask yourself why. What factors or fears come into play that led you to treat yourself and others differently? And number four and five just goes on to work you through the thought process of that. And then it's really cool because it also tells you, it's got a little blurb on why you should try it and the research behind it. This is all research and science-based exercises that have been shown to help people become more happy and healthy. Because when we're psychologically happy, we're also physically healthier. Uh, And then it even gives, it cites different journals of psychology on how it works, why it works, and gives the research on that, and resources. And then it even talks about people's comments on it. So for example, this resource was Kristen Neff, PhD, University of Texas, Austin, and Center for Mindful Self-Compassion. So just a little tool to add to your uh, toolbox of things to help you guys out. And this will keep you focused on you and any of that other exterior energy. Well, we can't do anything to change that, but we can sure change ourselves, right? So I hope you've enjoyed your podcast with me here today, and I hope you come back and listen for more. I'll keep working on that for you all. And you just have a blessed and beautiful day. Take care all. Bye-bye.